Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. If you're new around here and haven't had a moment to leave a five-star rating or a review, I'd appreciate you doing so. It helps uh, the algorithms, it helps others find us, and everyone knows you can't fangirl alone. It's no fun that way, right? <laughs> so here we are with What You're Watching, and I'm going to do a parent uh, review of Never Have I Ever, which is playing on Netflix now. This is a new uh, coming-of-age comedy about life of a modern-day, first-generation Indian-American teenage girl. The series centers on Debbie, an overachieving high school sophomore who has a short fuse, and that gets her into, uh, let's call them difficult situations. This one is written by Mindy Kaling. You know, The Office. We all love Mindy, right? And it's it's unmistakable. You can, you can hear her voice clearly through the lines, through the story, through the words that are written. It's also, you know, because it's loosely written about her own life and growing up as a version of Debbie, uh, you know, trying to fit into American teenhood and also staying true to her Indian culture with parents who are overachieving themselves and expect a lot from you, right? There's a lot of complications that go into this one. Now, when I first saw the trailer, I was actually turned off of it a little bit, I will admit. Um... I was thinking it was going to be, I don't know, the Indian version of Booksmart or Superbad or something along those lines. And I honestly wasn't too thrilled with that comparison. That was my first look. So if you've also seen the trailer and you're like, eh, maybe not, keep listening because maybe I can change your mind. Maybe I can get you uh, on board with this because I did get on board with this one and I love it. Thankfully, I, I, I didn't I didn't end up with that impression. By the end of season one, I was all in. I can't wait for season two. Uh, and there you go. There's there's the review. I've, I've wrapped it all up, right? <laughs> no, not really. Okay, there's a little bit more. It did take me an episode or two to really fall in love with the story and where we were going. But once we hit, it was about two to three episode stride. Things started clicking. The end of the season was fantastic. I, I honestly couldn't hit up next, you know, fast enough. I wanted the next episode to come immediately. I binged this all in one day, by the way. I, I think they're 30 minute episodes. So it's a completely, totally bingeable series if you choose to watch it uh, in that way. Uh, this one is, it's, it's a smidge predictable, especially when we're talking about these relationships that, uh, Debbie has with not only her friends, there's always the misunderstanding situation that causes problems and then gets worked out. Um, there's also relationships, uh, boy-girl relationships, uh, that cause problems as well that, again, you can see what's going to happen a mile down the road. Uh, parental uh, relationships are, oh, they're, they're button heads a lot in this one. Um, but the smart writing and the spot-on uh, acting by the, the teen actors in this one, and I'll, I'll even give a nod to, to the adults as well. They did a really fantastic job. That makes up for that small complaint for me. Uh, plus, I'd have to say it was kind of a comforting watch to see something play out like you expected. 
because in this, you know, in this time of COVID, in this time of nothing is normal, quote unquote, this new normal, we don't like any of it. We don't want to be here. So being able to flash back whenever this was being, um, when, when this show was being made is also kind of trippy. I, you know, has, is anybody else doing this? You're watching these shows and you see people like hugging each other or hanging out in big groups and you're like, what are they doing? Just me? I have to remember there was a time before COVID. <laughs> uh, and even though we're watching these now, these these were all recorded and filmed, you know, months ago, years ago, maybe even in some cases. And so, of course, they weren't thinking along those lines. But anyway, side note, that's a side note. Um, anyway, I felt like it was a, a, a kind of a comforting um, aspect to this one that I really enjoyed. So even the predictability of it, I I was ready to embrace that, like I said, once we kind of got going, right? Um, now, there's three teen girlfriends who are BFFs, and they are an absolutely delight uh, to, to watch when they are on screen together. They each bring just such a light to these roles, and honestly, I want to be friends with these girls. I want my daughters to be friends with these girls. I want my sons to be friends with these girls. I love them. It was it was really um, refreshing to kind of see their their personalities shine through like this. This is just a, a fun romp through a teen comedy, but... There is a kick. There is a, a side of the story that we don't always get, and that is teens dealing with grief. Um, this story, not only is it a comedy, you will have a lot of laughs, but you're also going to have a lot of moments where, uh, you know, I was clutching my heart a little bit at times, and I did, I cried. There were there were tears to be had um, because this story um Maybe this is also a, a trigger warning if you're trying to decide if you want to watch this or not. Deals with Debbie and what happened after her much beloved father uh, dies. He suddenly, unexpectedly, tragically, traumatically dies um, at this as she's a freshman in high school. And so this is the next year. This is her sophomore year where she's uh, coming to terms with that and dealing with it and working through it. Debbie's struggles with her mom after her father passes, uh, it shines a light on how grief just, it doesn't look the same for everyone. And um, sometimes blocking it out doesn't help, right? Um, it also has Debbie going to a counselor. And I love when we see and we normalize counseling and having those discussions because it's important, especially for somebody grieving, uh, to, to have somebody to talk to and to work through those issues, right? It's not a perfect series, but it was a, a much-needed distraction and super entertaining for, for what it was for me uh, at this time. Now, that was me talking as a full-grown adult, okay? Keep that in mind. Is this one for kids? Let's Let's talk about this a little bit. Now, never have I ever kicks it off right out of the gate with, you know, older teen humor. There's lots of language. There's sexual situations. It's it's super realistic, unfortunately, for a lot of teens out there to have these conversations and have these thoughts and these feelings. Um, I am a mom of three teens. Help! I know exactly what they're going through. Um, but it's also, I don't know, it's also kind of a bummer. And it's unfortunate that these kids are having these very adult thoughts and conversations going on in their lives. Um, 
And, you know, I guess I, I wish it was a little more sunshine and roses, but it's not. <laughs> so Debbie plans her return to school after her death of her father to be something totally new and totally different. She is basically says, I think one of the first things she says is, I'm going to get a boyfriend. I'm going to have sex. I want to get imparted, invited to a party where they drink alcohol and do hard drugs. But of course, I just want to be asked to do those things. I'm not actually going to do it because she's way too smart. You know, she doesn't do those kind of things. Um, that kind of setup is is what you're going for right from the get-go. The language is, is there. It's all over this one. Um, but yeah, that was the least of my objections, I guess. I... I expect it when the main storylines are focused on teens these days. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should expect more. Could the same story be told with a little bit less language? Probably. But again, living with teens, sometimes this is how they talk right now. And um, at least it was realistic on that that level. One example uh, include a group of girls being called the UN, which... You assume when you hear this nickname, because it is a derogatory, it's used as a derogatory nickname, but you, you assume that it's like low-key racist comment. Like basically they're calling them out because they're all of um, different nationalities. When the answer is that the girls were actually uneffable. <clears throat> That's where the UN comes in. So yeah, uh, there's a fair amount of language in this one. Um, it is clever and smart writing but that doesn't excuse it, so it's still there. Uh, if that's not something you or your family are into, keep that in mind, okay? Um, like I mentioned, the, the the death of Debbie's father could also be triggering. Uh, if this is something that your family is concerned about or have experienced with or, you know, it, it could impact your child or your teen uh, reliving this grief that Debbie is also living through. Keep that in mind. Maybe go ahead and watch this one in advance so that you have an idea of what's going on and what the expectations are, if that matches up to something that's happened in your family. Uh, because it is intense and it is, that's where that tear jerking and that, um, that those really deep feels. I mean, I, I laughed as much as I cried during the show, so you get the whole gamut, and um, it's definitely something that folks that have, have dealt with grief will recognize and will um, really, really feel deeply. I thought it was well done as a parent who has lost a child, so I've, I've had that experience with the grief. Um, I did feel like it was it was well done in that sense, but also just a heads up for anybody who's fresh in that grieving process that it's, it's there, okay? Um, oh. Sex, 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 sex. I mean, this wouldn't be a teen movie without a lot of talk about it, right? Uh, unfortunately, right. <laughs> now, there's no physical acts of sex that take place, but there are some definite indications that that is going to happen, that that is where she's hoping this will end up and where this will go. Uh, there's a lot of heavy topics covered here. Losing your virginity, sex outside of an arranged marriage. Uh, again, Indian culture playing in there coming out as homosexual teen to both parents and their peers. Uh, a, a lot gets covered in this one on a very mature subject matter level. Oh, and there's a scene where stuffed bears, you know, your kids' stuffies, mm -hmm, uh, they are used to learn about various sexual positions. So there's that as well. Uh, if your kids and your family are not ready for that level of conversation, 
then this is definitely not the show for you. Um, is it okay for teens in general? As far as a teen comedy dramedy goes, it's it's kind of typical, you know, based on what I've explained above with language and sex and that sort of thing. Um, it's purposely provocative, and and sometimes sometimes I feel like the jokes are a misstep. Um, for example. Debbie's unpopular because she's so nerdy and whatever. She suddenly finds herself super popular among the uber nerd group, but it's not because she's so smart. They're so jealous that she's this, you know, go-getter and she's winning the Model UN. No, 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 no. She's popular because she learned how to score alcohol and because she's supposedly sleeping with like the hottest boy in school, right? So is that really the message we want to send here? Eh, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> um, at the end of it all, the show is really about, it's about family. Um, and it's about a family and a girl dealing with her grief. I know it may not sound like it because we're delving so much with like the, the teen angst in school drama that's going on. But that is absolutely there. It's the underlying current throughout this entire series. And it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's important. And it's also really well done. Now, for teens who want to watch this, they will be entertained as well as touched uh, by the whole story. And they'll also learn a bit about growing up in, in America, where your culture is so deeply rooted in another country and how you deal with your parents and your extended family with all of that. Uh, you know, not bad lessons for kids to to see these days. Again, as an adult, I love the show, but I'm also a big Mindy Kaling fangirl. Uh, ever since The Office, I've just always, <laughs> I've loved Kelly Kapoor. Um, it, it helped that I hear her voice in the writing, and I wanted to know more uh, from a culture perspective about growing up in a Hindu in America. So does this show hit all the right notes for a teen crowd? Back to that parent review like I promised um it's witty and it's zingy and it has the right elements of um good looking kids and awkward kids and all of that that you typically you know come to expect but I won't say that it is kid friendly or safe for all families there's definitely worse out there for sure my own teens are welcome to watch this one but uh, be aware, it is not the perfect teen comedy. You are definitely going to have some uh, some problems. And depending on where you land on the whole parenting aspect of this, they could be big problems. Um, they could be smaller ones. You know, uh, hopefully I've given you some information to, to help you decide if this one's right for you guys. All right. Now, next week on What You're Watching, we are going to talk about Hollywood, which is also on Netflix and which I also had to binge. And I'll let you know what you should be aware of before you let your kids sit down and watch this one, uh, because there's a lot. There's a lot that you should know about Hollywood. Um, all right, we'll be back next week with that. Come back and fangirl with us again real soon. 